Another hundred people just got off of the train and came up through the ground line. Another hundred people just got off of the bus and are looking around at another hundred people who got off of the plane and are looking at us who got off of the train and the plane and the bus maybe yesterday. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. How's everyone doing out there, gang? Happy uh, new week to you all. I have to start this week, uh, unfortunately, with a quick apology. During the Bat Boy episode, I misgendered uh, past guest Morgan Smith. Uh, I used the wrong pronoun, and I am uh, very sorry about that, Morgan. And uh, all I can say is uh, it will not happen again. Very sorry, Morgan. Uh, next, actually, we're going to come in with a, uh, a voicemail from uh, someone who's becoming almost a co-host here with me, at least on the intermissions, and, uh, and that is our friend Sharon, who has a comment on the last uh, original cast of the movies about Evening Primrose. Take it away, Sharon. Hello, Patrick. This is Sharon. I hope you're having a lovely day. I finished listening to the episode where you talked about Evening Primrose, and I had a couple of things I wanted to say. The thing where Mrs. Monday blows the dog whistle, and she's and Carmaine Char is like, the dog whistle! She's calling the dark men! Confused the heck out of me, because I thought that meant that she was saying that instead of them saying the dark men, that they were actually saying the dog men. So the fact that you guys said dark men makes that line even more confusing and it's confusing and I don't like it. And in terms of the overall plot, I can't remember if I had just remembered the plot wrong because when you, the way you guys were describing it and the way the plot beats were playing out, it was not how I remembered it being because the way I thought the plot was or how I had remembered it was that these people can turn into dummies that like once they are accepted into the society during the day they like become dummies and that's how they survive so they don't have to worry about eating they don't have to worry about any of the basic things that you'd have to worry about if you lived in a department store that like once you become a part of, officially become a part of the society you just become a dummy during the middle of the day and so the only time they could escape was at night but that if you get caught by the dark men doing something wrong they will take you and you become a dummy permanently so you can't do that thing where you are a dummy during the day and like your real self or a human at nighttime that's what i thought it was and honestly i don't know if that makes the plot better or not but it explains away some of the plot issues that I had. <laughs> anyway, I hope you have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for that, Sharon. Uh, and uh, so, yes, that would explain some of the plot things away, but I do not in any way think it is true, especially because they're dedicated at one point. Um, he talks about, One of the characters talks to Anthony Perkins about how he... Um, freezes in place kind of automatically when he feels the night watchman coming. So you could argue, yes, that he it is a response. He's becoming more mannequinish, but it's not like a magical spell. I, I think that one of the terrors of the the the, sh- the movie and the story is the fact that they could be um, at any moment converted into mannequins i think that's part of supposed to be the, the the terror of it it's the problem with allegory it's the problem with telling a story that has like very deeply allegorical 
roots to it. You know, it's really supposed to be a comment on society. And the problem with that is, of course, that if you start to pick it apart too much, the comments kind of get, some of the details get kind of muddled, uh, which is definitely what happens during Evening Primrose and is one of the reasons uh, that we found it. Uh, I mean, we didn't hate it, <laughs> I think would be the response. However, okay, this is a good transition. Look at me go. Um, so we the, the previous uh, original cast of the movies, and by the way, if you're not listening to the original cast of the movies because you're not a patron of the original cast, you should go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod and become a patron because this year is the year of Sondheim and people are talking to me about my Sondheim movie opinions and I love it. So uh, in last month, what is this month? This is May. In March, uh, we did uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum and we all hated it. We, we all really didn't like the movie, and I spent a lot of time in subsequent episodes dumping on the film. Here's the thing. People do like uh, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, the movie, including uh, patron Paul Berenger, who wrote a great comment, and he gave me permission to share it on our patron uh, page. And so here is Paul defending A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. I should make it clear at this point, I'm going to be uh, uh, reading the comment um, uh, in Paul's voice. I'm going to be becoming the character of Paul here in a second. Like, I'm, you're healed my voice, but the, the music is meant to indicate that it's Paul. Like, when you hear this music, that means it's Paul, okay? Just, I don't want you to get confused. I feel that I have to make a stand for those of us who enjoy the film of A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. I first encountered it in television, and frankly, I laughed my butt off. Is the movie odd in a surrealistic way? You bet. But there are so many great bits. Jack Guilford as Hysterium, Buster Keaton, the liar falling into hero's hands, the father talk taking the bust back to Rome to have its nose sharpened, Miles thinking the mother is the world's oldest courtesan, Sudis acting out Hysterium's collection of erotic poetry. That is that is actually a very good joke. That's This is Patrick now. I'm not Paul anymore. That, that, that's a very good joke. The list goes on and on. The sum of its parts is greater than its whole. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, it is a beloved movie. I will admit that I was gobsmacked when I found my parents' original Broadway cast recording and there were a ton of songs I hadn't heard but did grow to love. I still think Impossible is one of Sondheim's funniest songs. And best of all, Forum acted like a gateway drug for me. It was the first Sondheim score that I heard, and after I heard it once, I felt like I needed more, and I went out and had to score more Sondheim scores so that I have a decent little collection today. And for that, I am eternally grateful for all the pleasure that the music of Sondheim has brought into my life. Keep up the great work. Paul. Thank you, Paul. Music stopped. Uh, so, okay. Cool. <laughs> Glad. I, I I really do appreciate the fact that I think we dumped on the movie maybe a little too hard and brought Paul out to do that. So it is it is a perfectly cromulent movie. It is not though to me still like it. It really Richard Lester is such a weird director to get down with. He made some great movies. Uh, he made some not great movies. Uh, and he, when his movies aren't great, something about bad comedy. There's really nothing quite like bad comedy. It's just it can be kind of squirmy to watch. But you know. I'm glad Paul enjoyed it. I'm sure a lot of you enjoyed A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum and uh, the movie. And, you know, God bless you. There's, it's certainly not an offensive movie. Well, no, it is kind of an offensive movie. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yums. Enjoy what you like. Like what you love. Speaking of that, though, I have to make a plea at this point. If you are not a patron of the original cast, you need to get on it now 
and join just at the $2 level. That's fine. Become Listen to the original cast of the movies because this next episode, May's episode, is going to be a thing. We are watching. It's me, Chris Klimek, and Joanna McKee watching The Last of Sheila. This is the only screenplay that Stephen Sondheim ever wrote. And it's the only script he ever wrote except for a play he wrote called getting away with murder that was in on broadway like late 90s early two i don't exactly remember when that was on but just like getting away with murder it's it's a it's a murder mystery and uh the last of sheila is just a remarkable twisty turny game-based uh murder mystery and if you liked knives out this is one of the movies that inspired knives out it is just absolutely uh remarkable but don't you don't have to take my word for it i'm going to play a quick clip here now from uh film director Ed, edgar wright who you may know from like hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and he's going to tell you why he loves the last of sheila yeah i uh, i i think i watched it late night on tv in england and um i you know, like to, sh- you know, I'm aware it has a cult following, but I keep trying to introduce people to this movie. In fact, Hot Fuzz, which you just mentioned, has a murder mystery element to it, like an Agatha Christie element. And I showed Simon Pegg, the star and co-writer of that movie, this movie, and it was highly influential to us. One of the things that it's great about it is um, as a screenplay by Stephen Sondheim and Anthony Perkins who never wrote another screenplay. No. And so one of the things that's amazing about this film is the screenplay is incredibly dense and it really stands up to repeated viewings. And it's been a big influence on, on my work um, because I like to have lots of foreshadowing in my movies and lots of details so that if you watch it a second time and you know what the, the twists are, you can kind of see them coming. There are lots of omens. And so this movie like really stands up. Every time I watch it, I spot something new. It's like excellent in terms of like sort of... Um, showing this uh the fate of the characters way ahead of their actual demises mm-hmm. so if you don't believe me believe edgar wright who's a great filmmaker uh it, it's it's a great movie i cannot wait to talk about it it's the only movie I'm, I, I think that i'm doing for the original cast of the movies that i'm watching multiple times and taking notes each time to make sure that i get everything in there that i love about it it's just it's so wonderful it's so much fun if you haven't, so if that, that's if you're not a patron. Go, go, go become a patron. Now, now that you're a patron, hello, you have to watch this movie before we talk about it. The way I'm going to structure the conversation is we're going to have like a, a half hour at the beginning, maybe less, that is, that is spoiler free, where we just sort of talk about the first act of the, of the movie. And then after that, there's no way to talk about this movie in any kind of detail without spoiling large chunks of the plot. So we're going to take the gloves off, and we're just going to talk about it. Now, this movie is readily available to stream through any of your pay services. It's on the Amazon Prime. It's uh, available for rent on YouTube. I will put a link in the show notes of places you can watch the movie. Trust me, you want to watch this movie before we talk about it. You will have such a better time listening to us talk about it. I mean, you're free to do whatever you want. Again, I'm not here to yuck any yums, but... I think you're going to have a much better time if you simply watch Last of Sheila then come on over to the original cast of the movies and listen to us talk about The Last of Sheila. It's going to be so much fun. I really, 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 really advise you to both become a patron and um, to to watch the movie first. I think you're just going to have a much, much better time uh, all the way around about that sort of thing. Um, So that's it for me and this uh, intermission of the original cast. Uh, Again... 
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure you're following us on all the socials at Original Cast Pod. Go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod to become a patron. Um, I hope you enjoy everything that's going on. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, next, The next episode, next week's episode, we continue this kind of Sondheim trend we're on right now. We have Dom O'Halloran is going to be on talking about follies. Um, I've just booked episodes where we're going to talk about company again. We're going to talk about West Side Story. We're, we're getting in the paint here with Sondheim, guys. You've really, you know, this is, this is key stuff. I'm having a lot of fun doing this stuff. I really hope you're enjoying it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Just hold-